All right. Anyway, we're good. Let's do this. Oh, I guess I need to do the intro. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is the Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down each episode of the 10 season show. Today, we're talking about season one, episode eight, the 17 year itch. Mary, tell us what happened. Cindy runs into her old college boyfriend, Glenn, at the nursery when he creepily takes photos of her without her permission. She invites him to dinner with the family where Glenn charms the twins and Cindy with stories of his photography adventures. Cindy and Glenn stay up late into the night talking, arousing suspicion in Brenda and Jim. Brenda and Brandon participate in a twin study in exchange for time off school and a little bit of cash. The two learn more about their differences and how their two distinct personalities complement each other. David wants to be the new voice of the school radio station, but is discouraged when he realizes Steve is his competition. He shouldn't really be worried, though. Steve is terrible. <laughs> Steve really is terrible. Steve Let's just really get that out of the way. But this is also more examples of David being a psychopath. 100%. I like, mean, you mentioned it last episode, and I didn't, you know, I'm on board, but this really helps further that theory. Yeah, I mean, because, like, so he has... The moment where he talks about being the DJ and he says, imagine being the school DJ, everyone being forced to listen to you. And then when Steve goes into the booth to have his thing, like, I know they're supposed to show it as like David's going in to help him or something. Yeah, or like show that he's more confident. I don't know. Yeah. And then while they're sitting in there with all those people looking at them, he's like, tell me again why you and Kelly broke up. Yeah, like, are you trying to what? put him on blast? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. But then he just, like, does that stupid rap thing. <laughs> and Scott goes, I've created a monster. Oh, sweet Scott. Poor guy. <laughs> Scott finally had lines. <laughs> He's Dr. Frankenstein, and David is his monster. Apparently. Yeah, he's the... He's getting up there. He's not the worst, but he's getting up there. Just because I'm on the psychopath train now. Yeah, that's fair. And, I mean, Steve... That's kind of interesting on Steve. I mean, it's like the smallest part in the episode, but he basically is like once he gets the cameras or the people on mm -hmm. him, he just crumbles. So he's really not all that confident. Mm -hmm. And he's the worst. Yeah. Steve is the worst. The worst. Thank you. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> We've already talked about my voice. Oh, okay. man. So anyway. But the beginning of this episode, I just have to point out. The weirdest opening shot. We've had a lot of weird camera work yeah. in the show, but this one was very weird. Cindy's now a hand model. I know. <laughs> She's slowly. Slowly removing her rings at the end of the day. Slowly. Is it supposed to be like tantalizing? Is it supposed to be I like. I think it's supposed to be this emotion of like. Reflection. Well, I'm taking them off, but like, am I taking them off? Ooh. Because we've had such a bad date and it's been 17 years and I have the itch. And Jim is not scratching it. <laughs> oh. She hasn't told Jim she's itchy. That's true. Honest. Well, and even when she does act like she's itchy, she's got to talk about it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've got the giggles. <laughs> okay, but, like, really, she... <laughs> So she goes to take her rings off and her like little ring plate or whatever has keys it's and got coins keys. in it. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing with this jewelry? Man, them rings better smell like keys and pennies. 
That's what they smell like. <laughs> like, no, like, all I could think about was, like, I put mine in the jewelry box mm. at the end of the night because I can't leave them out on the counter because the cats the will cats take them. They'll eat them or yeah. wear them. We don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> lady you, might want to feel like a lady. Oh, no. It's not her I worry about. It's MJ. <laughs> oh, God. He stole them once. What would he do? <laughs> he, would, he would eat them. Yeah, that sounds right. But no, he stole them once and then he did his thing of like jumping off the counter, panicking, dropping it and leaving because he knows he's been caught and like literally never again. Wow. But like, so I put them in a, like a jewelry box in a drawer at the end of the night and then I, mm. you know, take them out in the morning. So I don't have this like ring plate thing. I have an earring plate. Okay. It has a lot of my earrings because I'm not girly enough to have an actual jewelry box, apparently. I don't, I don't know. Have a jewelry box. But it's just like a little little dish and I put my earrings in it. Mm-hmm. I never take off my rings. So I would never slow I mean it probably would be slowly, but it'd be that <laughs> it'd be awkward. Like, I don't wanna do this or like yeah. No, my- no, no. My fingers would swell up and I'm like, Nope, it's it mm. Yeah, and at this point I'd be like, Well, I can't get it over my calluses yep. without anyone noticing. So like, hold on a second. And just Yeah. Ugh. And I have to like turn it, get some lotion on there. <laughs> and like, Let me go wash my hands. Yeah. It's like flex the fingers a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not this like, oh, my rings. I'm uh. gonna put them in the dish along with our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at that. That's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, but like, yeah, she looks so sad. So I sad. just got back from their anniversary dinner and she's like oh, we had to wait so long. That's how everybody stays so skinny. By the time they've sat down, they lost their appetite. And I just want to be like, false. Yeah, I'm like, is that real? Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm hungry. I'm ordering an appetizer at the bar while I have a drink. I have yet to experience that. Yeah, no, this has literally never happened to me. Ever. Same. And then she immediately goes from that to annoyed with Jim working more. Which, like, I kind of get it. Like, maybe, you know, take a night off. But we also don't know what her nightly routine is. So maybe she took, like... 45 minutes to get out of her dress and take her rings off and brush her teeth and do it. And he just like right. took a suit off, brushed his teeth and was like, while she's doing that, I'm going to go review some work papers. Right. Because he's been super stressed and buried under all this work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe their anniversary is during his busy season. Could be. We don't know what time. Well, I guess it's like the fall still. At this point, yeah. Are we assuming it's still October? Is it maybe November? Well, I want to say at some point in the show, now it could be season one, could be season nine. Who's to say? But there will be a Thanksgiving episode and a Christmas episode. But I just don't know what season. So who's to say? This could be October. This could be December. It could be June. We have no idea. <laughs> I know. We don't know. What time of year is this? Yeah. So he's working and she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that you have to work on our anniversary date night. Is it their actual anniversary or just their date night? So I'm not sure because the first thing she says is, oh, our first anniversary away from home. And Jim's like, this is our home now. Yeah, like, she is still refusing to admit that they live in Beverly Hills. I know! Like, what reality are you living, girl? We just had this whole, like, Cindy episode where she was like, oh, I've been unfair to Beverly Hills. Maybe I should give it a chance. Yeah, and then she immediately reverted back and is like, I wish I still lived in Minneapolis. Man, what you got in Minneapolis? Oh, she left her marriage back in Minneapolis. Ooh. Mm. 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 <laughs> but yeah. he makes that horrible accounting pun. Did you write down what that accounting pun was? I'll take a personal exemption. <laughs> I knew you'd like it. Nice accounting joke, Jim. Yeah. I still cannot figure out what he does, and it's driving me nuts. I think this time I've committed you- to the idea that he's probably a tax auditor for the IRS. But that's that- what makes the most. Sense. That makes me question 
why he's so busy. I mean, I guess a lot of businesses file in September, which would mm. explain the like 10Ks flying. See, I don't like, know what a 10K is other than a race. So, or a money. 10K race? I've never done a 10K race. I just know what it is. <laughs> oh, race. I thought you said raise. Oh, God, like, no. Got $10,000. Girl, like, no. If I got that. <laughs> what kind of races do you get? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, no. A couple months ago, he had been like, oh, 10Ks are flying. And then now he's talking about like being this, which I guess the IRS would audit businesses as well. Could it be know. more of like a consulting role? I don't. I honestly I have no idea because I did financial audit but like my busy season wasn't in October and November hmm. like I had an audit in October mm-hmm. and November but it wasn't like super busy like I maybe worked until 10 o'clock a couple nights in a row but not like from the moment I landed in Beverly Hills until... right, right 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 and also I will say I know people that were like partners in California and worked on big clients and Nine times out of ten, if you were working on clients in California, they didn't actually want you to show up in a suit. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like they had that like surfer mentality and mm-hmm. they would say like, you know, they'd go to their big, you know, bank client and like mm-hmm. that one would want you in a suit. But then basically if it wasn't financial services, like they'd be changing into like a polo and some like slacks or something. Tops. Oh, khakis. Khakis. <laughs> she sounds hideous. <laughs> yeah. That's what Cindy's <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Yeah, and at first I was really nervous once they got in bed. Oh, yeah, as soon as he started unbuttoning his top his, and like, revealing separates. his chest. He's so hairy. Oh. But yeah, as soon as he started like unbuttoning his top, I was like, I don't really want to see Jim and Cindy do it because no, no, I no. don't like it's going to be awkward. Like usually when I'm watching stuff, I don't have any issue with sex scenes, but there yeah. has to be a chemistry between the characters. If you're going to force sex on me, I, uh, well, okay, that's not if really you're gonna good. force if us, gonna f- title <laughs> your sex tape. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> if you're gonna force me to watch a sex scene in a show, oh Lord, like there has like at least make it mean something. Like yeah, make like a culmination of emotions, or, or like at least make the two characters have some sort of chemistry together. Like sure. watching two actors with zero on scene chemistry try and force something or like in this case where they are supposed to have the opposite of chemistry like they're like I would not have wanted to watch this like really awkward thing of like Jim puts down his work stuff and unbuttons his super (laughs) unsexy separates and mom is just like "Uh, I guess this is what we're doing right now he just tosses his paper (laughs) all over the room and she's like oh I should have never taken off my rings (laughs) yeah no when she's like so he you know, does his thing and, like, tries to go to reach over for her. Oh, and he's ready. Which, I mean, they just had a whole date. And, it's like, their anniversary. he's probably just, like, doing work, waiting for her to get done with her thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that he was just, like, all right, dinner was nice. I'm going to go back to work. Like, yeah. I don't think he was choosing to do that. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we don't know too much about Jim, but I don't think he'd be that, like, you know, direct about not wanting to be intimate or something. Yeah, and I think... You know, based on what we learned in this episode and like what we've kind of heard in the past, that if he immediately went back to his work, it'd be because he was stressed and so concerned about his job. And like, I think that is something that Jim and Cindy need to talk about. I don't think that's something that Cindy should just be ready to just leave her, leave her life over. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've talked so much about how all these characters need therapy, but they need therapy. They need some strong couples counseling. Well, because 
it is my opinion that like every couple should yeah. go to couples counseling before you need it. Yes. Especially, I mean, that's why a lot of times couples now, before they even get married, they go through premarital counseling Mm -hmm. because then it's like you can kind of iron out some things or at least acknowledge some things or learn about each other before you take that step. Yeah, there are things that you need to be aware of. Like, I had this really weird conversation with my Lyft driver a few days ago where, so like I got in the car with him and he was like, oh, are you open to conversation? Which I liked. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, we can have a conversation. That's totally fine. And then we're talking and he's like asking me what I do. He's asking what my husband does. And then he asks, do you guys want kids? Oh, God. Which was like kind of weird. But, and I don't want kids. And I usually I kind of have to brace myself for people being like, oh, well, you'll change your mind in five years. Or yeah. Whatever. Like having like, that reaction like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You're going to want it. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently in my, you know, 28 years of life, I haven't come up with my own opinions about what I want to do with my own body. Go figure. Yeah. Huh. But weird. He, but he made a comment about how he had picked somebody else up and had apparently asked them a similar question. Interesting. And they had gotten divorced because they didn't talk about whether or not they wanted kids before the marriage. And the husband decided he was ready to have kids. And the wife did not want, like, she didn't want to have kids. She didn't mm-hmm. want to adopt kids, all this stuff, and wow. could not be swayed. Good for her because she shouldn't be forced to give up her no, she, autonomy because yeah. somebody else wants kids no and, she doesn't want to she shouldn't have to yeah and like it was really unfortunate that they had you know loved each other and gotten married and just missed this conversation that's such an interesting concept to me because i mean i'm such a talker and i'm such mm. a well i take that back i'm not a huge talker in general but if it's about emotions mm. and like talking with my significant other it's mostly because like I care too much about what they think mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to be surprised. Well, and that isn't something you should be surprised about. That no. is a huge step in a relationship to yeah. have kids or not have kids in my case. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, it's not something I say on the first date kind of a thing. But I <laughs> yeah. made it very clear in the past that like I will not be having kids. That's right. not something I want in my life. And sure. like I just can't imagine skipping that part and going into a marriage and thinking like, well, maybe they'll change their mind. Yeah. And I mean, for all intents and purposes, you probably could. Like, there's always that option of changing your mind, but it would have, to, I feel like it would still have to take A, a conversation and yeah, being real in the that. moment. Like, because the future, the future state, the future tense doesn't matter. It only matters right now. Yeah. And so if you're of the opinion, I don't want kids, that should be okay. And mm-hmm. you should be able to say, I don't know that I will ever want them. Yeah. It's okay to be like, you know, you're not sure. Mm-hmm. It'd be better to say that than to just say yes or no and then be definitive on it. And then, you know, your partner gets used to that and then you change your mind one day and, you know, it causes problems. Yeah. No, all get, that to say. All that to say <laughs> that I think all couples need to be very open yes. about the relationship that they have. And I am very, as I've mentioned a hundred times on this podcast already, very pro-therapy. And I really think that you should be in therapy with a professional that can help you have these conversations before they're an issue. Yeah, I mean, just like last episode when Cindy was like acknowledging that alcoholism doesn't need to have the stigma stigma that it has or that it doesn't need to, it shouldn't be something that you hide or feel ashamed of. It should be something that you're able to talk about with people mm-hmm. to get the help that you need that yeah. it, there should be the same thing about therapy you shouldn't ever have to be ashamed of going to therapy because truly everyone sh- would probably benefit everyone should be very like 
I don't want to say concern. I don't think that's the right word, but like everyone should be aware of their mental health. Yeah. Like no one's going to say anything to you if you say, oh, I went to the dentist. Exactly. You're like, I'm taking care of my teeth. Yeah. So I went to the dentist. Well, what about taking care of your mental health? Yeah. So oh, I I'm went to a therapist. My brain and my yeah. emotions and my relationship. Like I don't see why that's an issue and I don't see why people have problems with it. I agree. And I think it's just been a society thing that's been happening for years and years and years and just take some time to get used to. But I think definitely the way that things are going now, people are more open to it and mm-hmm. a little bit more open minded about it. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to talk about, which is really encouraging because truly, I really do think anyone can benefit from therapy oh, in absolutely. general for whatever it is. It doesn't have to mean you went through all this trauma and you have to have it. It could just mean you need someone you're to help you out. Checkup. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you're going for a mental health checkup versus like I'm getting my blood drawn to make sure my cholesterol is okay. Yeah. Like it's not exactly the same thing, but it's pretty much the same thing. Like that's how you should view it of like I am making sure that I am okay as a whole. Right. PSA, go to therapy. Yes. Wholeheartedly agree. When you're ready and on your own terms. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't let <laughs> me ours. shove that don't down your throat. Don't listen to us. Well, listen to us. Listen to like... us, but don't listen to us. <laughs> look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at your wife. Now look at me. Now look <laughs> yeah. back at your wife. Now look at me. <laughs> yeah. But so like he gets into bed and he unbuttons his thing and she's like, oh, but are, are we not going to talk first? Like, I want to be. Which like I get but weren't you just at dinner talking like yeah like presumably you have spent the entire evening together and like if this is what you need to like you know get yourself going <laughs> I would really hope that Jim would already know that yeah that's a good 17 point years. that's a good point like if she maybe she was feeling a little insecure I mean I, I really do think that's what was going on she oh, was feeling absolutely. insecure about getting intimate because Be- she needed to feel intimate before they got intimate because apparently he didn't get her a present yeah which again if her love language is gifts he should know that it sounds like cindy's <clears throat> love languages are gifts then words of affirmation okay. because if she's wanting to talk before no, okay. the physical touch happens mm-hmm. she needs to know that she's being cared for with a gift and then also like beautiful or whatever by words. Being cared for like he verbally. feels it verbally. Yeah. Yep. No, totally get it. And Jim's, who the heck knows what his well, love language is. Well, that's because we don't are. know anything about him. Oh, he plays the I got keyboard. It. His love language, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> that's his love language. My love language is molding my son into my exact clone. Exactly. It's cloning. <laughs> just want clones <laughs> yeah and then she says that she's like aren't we gonna talk a little bit first and he just goes like oh i have more work to do <laughs> he's like fuck this i'm going to work <laughs> literally i find me someone that will be like you want to talk before we have sex oh i'm sorry i have a tax audit to finish that you want exist. that oh that doesn't exist <laughs> i was about to say you want it no <laughs> that's what i was saying. like that is that doesn't exist in this world. Let's no one, audit the situation and then we can get down to business. No one is like, oh, but I haven't filed my 1040 yet. So yeah. we'll have sex after. I got my federal return. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. In this world, it's I owe on my federal return. Oh, girl, you preach in the choir on that. <laughs> oh, Lord. But no, literally, like, he was just like, oh, I got more work to do. And he walked away. And I think. That I don't know. hurts. I mean. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's. It's definitely more obvious, yeah. you know, watching it. But, like, clearly work is stressing him out. Enough. His work is stressing her out. And they are having trouble. And goes back to the whole, you guys should have 
you know, probably sought out a therapist or like talked to somebody or, you know, just been comfortable enough after 17 years of marriage, plus however many years together before that Mm -hmm. to talk to each other and be like, you know, I get the feeling that he took a promotion to move here. Like maybe, you know, talking in big four terms because that's how I know it. Maybe he was a senior manager in Minneapolis and they wanted to make him a partner and they said, oh, but we have this client that needs a partner out in California. We want you to take it. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, like, he's having to step up. And, you know, partners in accounting have to sign off on uh, audit. So, like, you are putting your own name on it being, like, I certify that this audit is legitimate. Like and that, yeah. Like, yeah, so if anything comes under fire, like, your name is literally on it. Yeah, so that's super stressful. And I, I do think that the work – I mean, the work – is presented throughout the episode of being an issue, like mm-hmm. whether that means Jim's working too late, he's working too much, or that's all he cares about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but the problem is is that, that they're not communicating about it. Like, Jim is not communicating enough to say, I'm really sorry, I really, you really are a priority, but honestly, for the next, I don't know, six months until I get my feet under me, I'm just going to have to be really busy at work. I'm going to have to do this so I can catch up. And I just, I really hope you can help me make this work for Mm. us. Yeah. And then she's not being understanding enough, but also not really, she's not communicating her needs. Like if she needs a little bit more attention than what he's able to give right now, she's got to be comfortable enough to like say that and be like, look, I get that you have to work a lot, but can we take 30 minutes at the end of each day to recap or to catch up or to make dinner together or to mm-hmm. I don't know like literally anything they're they're just both not communicating well enough to to warrant anything productive in their relationship to to kind of make it better than it is right now yeah well and I will say you know again going back to the experience that I have had a lot of it is about appearances mm-hmm. but so like you have to appear that you are working all the time because that's what oh. the client is looking for in client facing jobs that's what you know, people in the consulting culture and all that are looking for. But I also know a lot of people that like once they hit manager and senior manager and whatever and like had paid their dues and got the, you know, flexibility that was offered, they would, you know, I had one manager that would wake up at five o'clock in the morning because her husband was a morning person. Oh, wow. And they would spend like two hours together in the morning and then she would go to work and she'd like, you know, work her hours as late as need be and then come home and see him at the end of the night but like they had those two hours just yeah them in the morning and that's important like the day that he proposed to her he proposed at like five o'clock in the morning on like a tuesday and then she came to work wow yeah because like she came in one day no ring came in the next day had a ring and i was just like you just get that back from the jeweler what is that (laughs) and like she told us but she was like yeah, no, like, we're both busy people. Like, we knew we were going to come to work, but we had our time together this morning, and we'll celebrate this weekend together. And if that works, that works. Yeah. And I was just like, there you go. That is... That's perfect. That That's is a healthy relationship. For them. Yeah. Yeah. So you would think that Jim, you know, and again, I am working under the assumption that he is in this kind of culture and that he had gotten this promotion to come out here, and, like, that's why he feels like he needs to prove it to himself. But right. he should know that, like... His wife wants to have dinner at 6 o'clock, which is ungodly early in my opinion. No one makes it home at 6 o'clock if you work until 5.30. True, true, true. That's not going to happen. That's me. That's me. But he should know that if his wife wants dinner at 6 o'clock with him and the kids at the table, Mm -hmm. that he comes home, he has dinner with them. Maybe he helps her clean up. Maybe they spend an hour or two together and then 
when, you know, she's done that and she goes to put her face mask on at the end of the night and get in bed, he says, all right, now I have to go to the, to my home office. Yeah. And I'm going to put in two or three more hours. Right. But we have had time together as a family. Right. I mean, and I totally agree with that. I mean, right now, so my husband's getting his master's degree and working full time. Mm-hmm. And so he's had to literally work every single day on his schoolwork because it's a lot. Yeah. And so what we kind of have done is that every day that he knows he has to work on school after he gets home from work, we at least have dinner together and mm-hmm. usually watch like one episode of a show. Yeah. And that's like our time. And then we go our separate ways. He usually comes upstairs and I stay downstairs and I do my thing and he's working on schoolwork until bedtime. Yeah. But then at the end of time, you know, all of that, and then we come up to bed, that's another little small piece of time where we get to be together. And that sucks, but it works. Like we've decided like, okay, this is important enough to where we need to separate this amount of time and this amount of time to spend together mm-hmm. so that he's not stressed about school. I'm not insecure about, you know, the be- relationship and spending yeah, time together. Yeah. Exactly. And that works. It's not perfect, but it works for us. Yeah. And that was the same thing when, you know, I was working in audit and John was a consultant. Like he would travel during the week and I would be working a lot longer of oh, hours. Yeah. And we had an agreement of, you know, Monday through Friday, especially because we are not together, like I'm going to put in a lot of hours during mm-hmm. those days to ensure that Saturday and Sunday I oh, have yeah. as much time as possible to spend with him. Absolutely. Yeah. No, like, and that's the thing. You don't get there without communication and honesty. Yeah. Come on, Jim. Come on, Cindy. I know. You can do it. Yeah. And you like, just haven't. It just blows my mind that they've been together for that long and they are not having these conversations that's what makes me so mad I know I agree and I'm not here to say that you and I are perfect in our relationships by any stretch of the imagination no, absolutely not. we have not been in a marriage for 17 exactly years. but I just can see ways that they could easily make this a little bit more like a little bit easier to deal with yeah because it is stressful yeah absolutely you just open and honest communication which is also what my left driver told me Aww. he was like if i can give you any sort of marriage advice because i think he had said he'd been married for like 25 years wow yeah nice because no, he started with the do you want kids and then like a couple of seconds later it was like oh i've been married for this long and i was like okay i'll listen to you nice like, you clearly have done something that worked out for you what a nice lift driver i know we had a really great conversation lift if you want to sponsor us <laughs> you know <laughs> my old lift driver come on the show yeah he just like walks away and then cindy has that look on her face of just like oh oh she's so upset yeah because all she wanted was continued intimacy which again just have that conversation be like all right i know you know we had a two-hour wait at the restaurant and then we had dinner together and the drive there and the drive home and da 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 and you probably left work early to do all of this but like this is our anniversary i would really appreciate the entire night to have yeah like today matters Mm mm-hmm the other days are fine. Yeah. Like we can go back to what has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. On a cooler note slash happier <laughs> note, um, we see the DJ. DJ uh, Mike DJ Mike MC. MC. I know. I was like, <laughs> come on. We can do better than that. Totally. I just love that David was like, I'm going to be DJ Dave. DJ Dave. In one of his little raps that everyone laughed at him for, which like, man, high school's be, tough. He should be DJ Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what we're really stringing him up to be. What's David's last name? Silver. Damn it. The Silver Psychopath. Ooh. Ooh. I was hoping his last name was to start with a, a J, though. So oh. Like DJ slash psychopath. But mm. I like Silver Psychopath. I really like that. That actually sounds kind of like a comic book villain. Like a villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Silver Psychopath fighting Thoughts. Spider-Man. 
in our next movie. <laughs> Marvel Silver, Comics, sponsor yep. us. Yep. Oh, yeah. MCU, yeah. hit me up. <laughs> um, but no, so it's weird to me that the DJ would be um, leaving in the middle of the school year. Yeah, I don't know how that was supposed to work. Is he graduating? Is he, he dropping can't be graduating because it's the middle of the school year. Maybe, like, he you're just, only allowed to do it for a certain amount of oh, months. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Or maybe it was, like, part of a class, like a journalism class or something they have, and that class is ending. I have truly no idea. Anyway, like, the DJ. It just made no sense. He's retiring or stepping down or getting impeached. Maybe we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. He's just, this is his last day. So he's auditioning new DJs. And of course, um, David, DJ, Silver Psychopath, wants to be the next DJ. Mm-hmm. But so does Steve. I know. Steve was like, well, you're obviously not going to get it because I'm going to do it. AKA the worst. DJ. Ooh, what's Steve's DJ name? <laughs> uh, Steve. Ooh, Steve. DJ ooh, Sucky Steve. No, what's the Spoiled Slut. Spoiled Slut. <laughs> Steve Spoiled Slut. DJ Spoiled Slut. Yep. I like it. Mm. <laughs> Spread that around, guys. <laughs> What is it called? It's a uh, WBHS or KWBH. That's it. With Spoiled Steve or Ooh. Spoiled Slut. Yep. It rolls yeah. off the tongue. It doesn't. None of that rolls <laughs> off the tongue. I'm going to cut all of that out. But Silver Psychopath does. Silver Psychopath really works. I hope that David gets it. Well, and Scott and David are talking about it, and I didn't write it down, but Scott kind of makes like a good burn on David. Like, oh, I didn't write it down. I think either. it was like something about him being a freshman. So it's like, why would anyone want to listen to him or something like that? Yeah, because that's right after he says, Imagine everyone being forced to listen to you. And he's like, Why would anyone want to listen to a freshman? Exactly. But he's still supportive. He's mm-hmm. like, Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Oh my God, Scott is the best. Hashtag Scott is the best. I feel like Scott is going to just. Like, he's a really good friend that doesn't deserve the treatment that he's getting from David. 1,000%. That is what I believe. Yes. Yeah, and you know who else is going for the DJ job? I forgot. Donna. Oh, yeah. Oh, Donna. Sweet and she Donna. she tries to rap, which I really wonder why did they both decide they had to rap? Because yeah. it didn't go well, and Steve didn't have to do it. Well, I don't even remember. Or maybe- he started talking and then noticed people looking at him and he just stopped talking. Which is also a super weird DJ booth that is just facing out into the hallway and everyone is just staring at them. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were going for like behind the scenes, I guess, because like the radio is heard over the broadcast. So they wanted to give you a visual. Or maybe they know. just like found an empty office and we're like, we'll just put it here. That's fine. Yeah, that's probably more like it. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, she crashes and burns, though. Which just made me so sad, because she looks so cute in her little outfit. Oh my god, I loved it. I literally wrote down something about her outfit. I wrote down... Well, first of all, oh my god, Donna, yas. Because... <laughs> yes, queen. Because <laughs> I actually kind of wanted her to do well. I know. As soon as I heard her talking, I was like, it will make me so happy if the two boys are, like, mm-hmm. duking it out, and then they announce that Donna got it, and she just walks by in her, like, cute little hat and her cute little outfit, yep. and she's just like... You burnt. <laughs> yeah. You done, son. But yeah, I really wanted her to get it. And then she walked out of the booth and I said, good try, poor thing. Aww. But I love your outfit. I know. She looks It was so, so cute. It was so she cute. She slayed while she, she did slay. She did slay. Oh. Yeah, and then now we got to talk back about Cindy and Jim again. I know. Cause, uh, well, okay. So first of all, she is at this like nursery picking out 
plants, I guess. Because yep. she's like all over the place. But there's like a fern. There's like a cactus. And they all grow in different environments. And I don't know what exactly she was going for. Yeah. And they never really announce what project she's doing. Is she redoing the backyard? Like hmm. what exactly is her point? And yeah. then we find out that her BFF is with her. Oh my God, Anna, she's back. Oh my God. And it's actually the same Anna. It is the same Anna. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, I was very surprised. And then she just like speaks English now, oh, which God, she... I spent all of the last episode thinking she didn't speak English, which fun fact, this episode is written by the same writer as Every Dream Has a Price Tag. What that she was, was like, in. Yeah, 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 it was like, oh, okay, it makes more sense that Anna is back now. That's true. And she just kind of like changed her mind because now she speaks pretty good like perfect english yeah but in every dream has a price tag was when cindy was yelling at her like i don't need (laughs) you here cindy (laughs) white person yelling english tarzan me jane cindy's the worst she's so bad but yeah they're just like walking through this nursery like pointing to plants Mm -hmm. and whatever and there's some creeper taking photos of her and all i was like what is going on who is this person who is Cindy talking to? Why is she not freaked the F out? And then she just recognizes it's Glenn after, I guess, more than 17 years. Yeah. So that's what I was going to mention, because basically I wrote down. So if the last time they saw each other was, quote unquote, graduation and, quote unquote, 20 years, if it's high school, that would only make Cindy like 38 to 40 ish. Yeah. Um, because then if it was like the last 20 years basically in Brent and Brenda and Brandon are 16 and a half 17 ish mm-hmm. I mean they had to have have them pretty young yeah no but then I if they're talking about college like still pretty young well and that's what I was trying to figure out this timeline because if she and Jim had been married for 17 years and Brenda and Brandon are over 16 mm-hmm. like they mention it later and Jim says she got pregnant so soon after the wedding but like if you really do the math mm-hmm. they were probably already in there by the time that they were getting married. They were cooking. They're yeah. on the way. So she was pregnant at the wedding. Shotgun wedding. Ooh. And she was getting so mad about them having sex under her roof. Yeah. Rude. Pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> but yeah, I mean even then so that's what I was trying to figure out is she got so she got pregnant so quickly after the wedding. They probably got married super young. So like she's maybe 43, 44, assuming she did the standard four years in college, which I think back yeah. then was more required. I think like, it was, I don't yeah. think people do it as much now. You do like five maybe more years depending on if you change majors or whatnot yeah yeah and it seems like they went to like a four-year university not like a two-year or mm-hmm. something like that so yeah, yeah that's probably say, like, right university of minnesota or that's something. right that's right yeah yeah and, and that Which also proves that she probably has never lived outside of minnesota in her entire life oh that's right that's a good point yeah because if she went to school there and then got married there and had brenda had and branda there. was there for i just said brenda and brand nope i, I think no, I that was it right wrong. okay brandon's right man but then had them for 17 or 16 years in Minnesota. Yeah. Then, yeah, she's probably been there or was there at least like probably 20, 25 years. At least. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in a lot of places. Now, granted, I've been in Atlanta my whole life, so I can't really talk. But but I mean, like, you know, my parents moved us four different places and then they're moving again this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've lived in, in different places around Atlanta, but basically Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, life. that's about me. Once we got here, like, I've lived in, like, four or five different cities yeah. in, in Georgia, but, like, they're all right next to Atlanta. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, like, 
I don't think. I think if we moved because John got some insane John offer job offer in California, which he would love, and this would oh my god, he know, would so love it. My life would mirror Beverly Hills nine hundred two. But, but no, with better it, communication. Better, so much better communication. Because if he moved somewhere, I wouldn't stop working and then just no. sit in my house. But yeah, like, I wouldn't have this reaction to moving that no. she did. No, 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 no. Which makes it even, I guess, more able to, like, understand it, why she was so enamored by Glenn. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, so we find out Glenn was her ex-boyfriend boyfriend. yeah but they only dated a few times exactly just a few times but she was like very enamored when she saw him which is probably coupled by two things her lack of intimacy with jim and, and the fact that glenn is much more attractive than jim i mean i think I he is yes i don't think either of them are attractive i mean well i agree <laughs> but like if i had to rank them it'd probably be glenn and then jim's not even on the list i guess i just am not well i don't like a lot of body hair so yeah that's number just, one he's just out there but then also like you said the move from minnesota to beverly hills which like that was really funny to me because so they meet at this nursery and she's like oh well, you have to come over for dinner tonight mm-hmm. and you know see jim and meet our kids and da, 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 da. and then they stay up all night talking but like before everybody else goes to bed he's telling them all these stories about these trips that he's been on and these things he's covered which brandon mentions tiananmen square and i was just like what year are you talking about like what is going on i'm so confused about things and i feel like you just threw a name in there for the sake of being controversial because everyone's heard of tiananmen square oh yeah but like you know he's talking about all this traveling that he did and i was like i don't think this would have worked out if you guys had been together at the time because like, based on where her life went, it was clear to me that Cindy wanted to get married, settle down, settle and have down. kids. Yep. And you didn't. Yep. And now, like, she's so mad about moving to Beverly Hills, but she's ready to pack all of her stuff up and live out of a suitcase and go to South America or wherever you're going to be going. Yeah, it was certainly not on brand for what we know to be Cindy. Yeah, no, she was having some sort of fantasy of, like, I'm going to abandon my life and go do all these things. But, like... It wouldn't have worked out. I it mean, wouldn't have worked out. And that's that's shitty mom Cindy. Oh, like she is totally. Back. She's back with a vengeance. Shitty like Cindy she, is back. She went way past what she has been into yeah, this new no, territory. It was very much like, oh, oh, we think we're going in the right direction. Then left turn right back. Yeah. It's like, Spike let's make out. a Yui total 180 gone. Yeah. No. Cindy's the worst. She's she's back to being the worst like i'm putting cindy at the bottom under steve i was gonna say i don't know where i'd rank them but right now because we've seen more of cindy she's at the worst she's the bottom she's the very bottom bottom feeder she sucks yeah and then she stays up all night talking to this man until three o'clock in the morning and that is so inappropriate you have a husband and children yeah in the house like yeah if you want to keep talking that's great but he should leave by like 11 because you're adults but also i think that everyone should be in bed by 11 so (laughs) that's just my opinion but like he should leave and then you should plan to like meet up the next day for lunch yeah because she's not doing anything else yeah no she doesn't do anything she doesn't have friends she doesn't talk to anybody although she does have anna her assistant quote oh yeah her assistant yeah which is like no no. that's not what that is like did you like (laughs) did you fire her from being your housekeeper so that you could rehire her as your like what is going on here uh, well and also like what is there to be assisting like, yeah you don't you don't work do anything yeah like this is the most we've seen you do and we still don't know what you're doing yeah it was just really weird 
a that she kind of introduced Anna under like false pretenses almost Mm -hmm. and then had the kids and Jim all involved with this guy who was her ex Mm -hmm. but I, I I don't know I maybe I'm a little like old school in thinking this but like personally I think once you're married or you have a pretty serious significant other your relationships with the opposite opposite sex kind of need to stop well they need to change yeah because like if you're not in that relationship like I I do believe you can be friends with the opposite Mm -hmm. sex but there's always that like kind of question of it I guess well and I'm more thinking of like anyone that was an ex Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't talk to any of my exes. And I used to. My best friend in the whole wide world was one of my exes. Mm -hmm. But Nate was never like, oh, my gosh, you have to stop being friends with him, which is fine. But, like, now I'm like, I get it. I get why I wouldn't be. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I did write in my notes, like, if some ex-girlfriend of John's came into the picture and he had her over and they stayed up talking until three o'clock in the morning I oh, would no. riot oh my god it I would, would not fly flip a table first of all I would never let her get in this house without me throwing down some serious like I don't know witchcraft or something oh yeah no I'd be like we meet at a Starbucks yes exactly and my husband leaves with me or yeah like I, I just I would not be okay with it but that's because I have a jealous streak Let's not let's not pretend that I'm <laughs> chill about this because <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, it just it, it would make me very uncomfortable. Well, but you don't even need to have a jealous streak. Like, I don't know anything about like John's romantic relationships before we got together. But it, I also think it would be pretty weird because we got together in college. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be like a college girlfriend or a high yeah. school girlfriend. And I'd be like, you're just going to stay up all night talking to your high school girlfriend. Like, what's going on here? Yes. Like, why are you doing this? He's also... He's also not a very nostalgic person. Like, if you're oh. his friend, he has remained friends with you. He doesn't just, like, not talk to you and then run into you and is and, like, like, oh, we're going to stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah. he'll probably, like, get your number and maybe we'll go watch a football game together or, like, something. But, I don't know. I also have no concerns about my husband. But if some yeah. woman was in my house. That's the thing. That's I'm, where I would have yeah, the issue. I'm fine with my husband. It's all them other folks out there. I'm like, uh-uh, girl, you stay away. Well, because to be fair, Glenn is super creepy in their house because I wrote Ugh. this down. He says, um, uh, twins, double the pleasure, a photographer's dream. And I was just like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? They're not even identical because like I could kind of get it if they were identical because then it could be like, a mirror like a cool yeah, art well, cause exhibit like double mint twins yes. double the pleasure yes, yes, front, yes. which was also a super creepy ad slogan yes but like yeah they're not identical they're just technically they're guy brother and, and sister yeah, to you exactly and so it was super creepy because like what are you so looking gross. to get out of this and yeah like as soon as he said that he was like i want to photograph you and he's photographing her like if i was without jamming, her knowing well well but later he like photographs oh, yeah, her yeah, on purpose yeah, yeah. but like if i was jim i would be like what is happening here like i'm just very confused and then i would like personally i'd be like do you want to photograph me like oh my if you're god gonna photograph my entire family let's do family portraits let's can just you imagine me. i would love if like jim showed up in his like hairy gross <laughs> self and just like took photos no 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 he'd have to have his keyboard with him <laughs> just like 
like little like glamour shots with him and his keyboard <gasps> oh, oh my god can I you imagine it. i feel like i, I would almost it. react like that out of like default like to like as like a defense mechanism like oh well you're photographing the whole family well what about me i really i've got this outfit i want to try it unbutton like yeah, two like, like do you want all this buttons and then just be like all right so i'm picturing myself <laughs> sitting on the stool like legs kind of split apart to like show my masculine like man spreading and then you know i'm really into it and maybe my hair is like kind of slicked back out of my face and you know maybe i have like a day where i didn't shave my beard and i don't know like we can try it with headphones on headphones off we can just do you want me to actually play do you want me to not play how do you feel about roses across the keyboard (laughs) no let's throw the roses in the air and then you capture them in the air while i'm playing the piano do you have a giant fan Ooh, because my hair really looks good when it the blows, fan blows. Like all of the hair, the chest hair, the back hair, the head hair, all of it. Because you know we have to have the shirt fully undone. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be like a deep V. Ooh, deep V. Did yeah. they make those back in the nineties? He would make one. He, yeah, yeah. Let's be real. It'd be like one of those pastelly striped collared shirts, but then with three buttons down <laughs> and just full, just full chest, chest hair, full chest. It's coming at you. Yeah. No, like... I can just imagine. Man, they really missed an opportunity here. I would have loved <laughs> it. would have been so funny. Oh, but yeah, like... That's he, not what happens. That's, that's no, not, that's not what, what happens. happens. Like, he makes these creepy comments. He stays up all night with this guy's wife. I also don't really like the idea that Jim was like, oh, well, I have a mountain of work to do, and then just literally leaves. Like, I feel like he would have gone to do his work and then come back out and been like, oh, Cindy, I'm going to bed now. Uh yeah uh maybe this man should leave and you should come to bed too and then he does like go to bed without her yeah and wakes up in the middle of night and is like where the heck's my wife which again like i go to sleep before john does all the time because we're on different schedules he doesn't even wake up for work until three hours after i do which is totally fine but yeah if there was a woman in my house i would be like just gonna stay up yeah same i don't it's not i I can hang too (laughs) again it's not that i don't trust him i have nothing to worry about in my relationship i am adorable (laughs) and i trust my husband i'll yeah whatever (laughs) hashtag ariel's adorable spread that around guys i am follow me on instagram (laughs) Um, but anyway like yeah it's not that i don't trust my husband and it's not that i don't trust our relationship it's that like, it's kind of a natural instinct of, like, there's somebody else in my house in my space. My cats yeah. are in that room. <laughs> but it's also a respect thing, I feel like, from John, from Nate, from whoever your significant other is, mm-hmm. to understand that, like, okay, there's a time and a place. There's there's a way to go about this to where you can still fulfill that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You can have conversations. But there's a time and a place yeah. well, to I'm- end and stop and then return to your wife or return to whoever it is. Yeah. And Cindy did not respect Jim in that manner to say, you know what? This is kind of inappropriate. I'm married. You're single. Yeah. That was the big thing. Yeah. If they well, had both been married, it would have been different. Probably. Well, and there's like also a respect from Glenn to be like, this yeah. is inappropriate for me to do. Because actually, like, the more we talk about it, so like John has female friends from like you know he has friends from high school and college and as far as I know they're single I don't really ask about their personal relationships because we're not that close but like if he told me oh I'm gonna go hang out with this person and I'm probably gonna be late tonight like him giving me that heads up yeah oh yeah so much that's that respect like if I knew like 
you know, he's got friends that still live in Athens. That's a two hour drive. Mm -hmm. If he plans on staying late up there, I would rather him just spend the night because they have places for him to stay. Right. Then drive home at three o'clock in the morning. That makes me more comfortable. Yeah. But yeah, that's a respect thing of him letting me know, all right, I'm going up there. I'm going to spend the night. I'll be back tomorrow morning. And like, I trust him. So I have no issue with it. Exactly. But that's, it's the awareness that I have that Cindy and Jim are not giving each other. And communication. And com- yes. It's this whole episode could easily be resolved with communication. It's I mean, ridiculous. To be fair, every single episode could be resolved with communication. Very true. Speaking of communication, I think Brenda picks up on this because he Cindy didn't uh cut his grapefruit or something. Yes. <laughs> she says she she didn't cut his grapefruit and he didn't go ahead and immediately give her the gardening section. Exactly. And she's like complaining about this to Brandon, but then later complains about it to Kelly. Yeah. And Kelly again gives bad advice. <laughs> well, that's, that's what Kelly does. I know. Like, I love her. As great as she's she is, been. Well, and that's the thing. She's being, this is her getting to be the teenage girl versus yeah, that's when we true. had to see her being forced to be the adult. That's so, a good like, point totally cool with I just it. thought it was so, it's so funny. funny it's so funny because she just oh poor Kelly I think she tries but she just doesn't know what to say like <laughs> <laughs> so here's some bad advice it's well, fine and she knows that like what she has grown up with in her home life is that parents get divorced exactly she's used to that because it sounds yeah. like her mom's had a few and like Steve when they're dating she probably knew about uh the, you know his, his, rela- parents his parents relationships yeah yeah so, so, yeah, that yeah, makes like, sense. She gives horrible advice, but, like, it totally makes sense from where she's coming from. Absolutely. But I do also, like, there's a couple things. I had a little fangirl moment for Kelly in the episode just because she was, like, a little bit funnier. She was getting mm-hmm. some comedy. She was getting, like, the advice. I just I have a mad crush on Jenny Garth. I think I can admit it now. It's totally and, worth yeah. it. I understand. She's just so – I just really like her. That's it. Well, I just really love That's all when, the comment on that. I really love when they're talking about Glenn, and I don't remember exactly what she says, but then Brenda says, I wish she'd flirt with me rather than my mom. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, oh, I forgot Brenda likes older men. But also, like, I get what she was trying to say, but, like, it came out That's so thing. Like, weird. No, totally get it, but, like, also kind of gross. Gross. He's, like – Literally, he could be her dad. Yeah. Like, Gross. Literally, he could be <laughs> he her could dad. He could have been her dad. <laughs> Which, yeah. And then I think it's funny that that same day, um, so I guess Glenn goes to pick Cindy up to show her, he says, his L.A. or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was, like, she has no one to blame but herself for not going out into L.A. Like, there is oh, no yeah. reason that she could have couldn't have just been like, Jim, hey, instead of you working this weekend – Let's go to downtown L.A. Right. Let's go look at stuff. The kids haven't been to L.A. yet. Or the kids have been to L.A. Brandon's been to the Sunset Strip or whatever the cool kids call it. (laughs) Like, he could go show her around. Or, I don't know, they could go to the Peach Pit for dinner one night. Yeah, go visit Brandon. They could go see Dylan's hotel and see him. Yeah. Like, I mean, because obviously, like, who wouldn't want to see Dylan? I mean, yeah. He's he's (laughs) not in this episode again. It really is making me mad. And you know what? I bet Dylan would have had some great advice. He definitely would have. I mean, to be fair, like, I actually think Brandon keeps a pretty level head because he's like, Brenda, give them the benefit of the doubt. It's mom and dad. Yeah. And then when he, like, actually has proof in front of him, then he agrees like, to it. And then he yeah. goes into panic mode. But I think at that point, like, just because from what we've seen before, Dylan usually sees issues before other people do. So, like, if Brandon had brought it up to him, maybe Dylan could have been like, you know, either it's not an issue or it is an issue or like it's their issue. And as much as you guys really want to be involved, this is something they have to do themselves. Absolutely. Man, spoken like, like a true Dylan. I know. <laughs> I'm just really in tune with Dylan. Well, like 
I think we should be together. He's very evolved, as are you. And let's not forget, you are adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I bet Dylan would like my butt. Oh, he and your bike. Wait, (laughs) you don't have a bike, just your butt. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. Cindy says something that, okay, I literally just stared at my notes for a sec. And when, okay, it was the time when Cindy was getting ready to go to the art gallery like they they all yeah, so okay. they all were getting ready to go to what's his fit glenn's art gallery thing yeah and so kelly and brenda were going brenda and cindy were getting ready and she comments like that's when and again yeah, this could have been a good mother-daughter moment because cindy's actually caring about fashion yeah because she's brenda's like oh she's acting like a teenager she's not sure what to wear and da, 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 that's da. usually me like yeah. that kind of thing but obviously for the wrong reasons. Well, and yeah, the Brenda's so concerned about what's going on that she wouldn't even have a moment to appreciate exact, that yeah, they could exactly, get along like that. Exactly. But I made a comment. It was such a weird thing for her to say. She, Brenda was like, are you wearing perfume? And Cindy goes, oh, it's toilet water. It's not perfume. It's toilet water. What? <laughs> Which, like, that has to be a thing. Does but toilet yeah. water smell like something? <laughs> like... What am I missing? No, I meant to look it up because I was like, I know Cindy didn't like dip her pinky finger in the toilet and was like, oh, I'm just going to put this behind my behind ears. Behind my ears. <laughs> behind the knees, too. Yeah, Can't oh. forget the knees. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though? Like, that was totally a word vomit moment, it felt like, because she's like, it's not perfumes, toilet water. Like, what? <laughs> no. Oh, you could have said a thousand different things. It's soap. It's my shampoo. It's literally anything but toilet water. You could have said eau de toilette because everything in French is better. Oh, even that that's toilet water. Toilet water. Literally eau de toilette. Toilet water. Jeez. Yeah. But I just thought that was really funny. No, (laughs) I saw that and it was like, it's something I don't know, but I don't know what it is. And we're not going to look it up. Same. I just thought it was weird. Because imagine Googling toilet water. Does toilet water have a smell? <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, Google. Okay, Google. Does toilet water have a smell? Google, we love you. Sponsor us. Yeah, Google. Hit us up. <laughs> hey, Google. Will you sponsor us? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, because that's when Jim calls and says he's going to be really busy. And she's just like, okay. And he's like, you're not mad at me? Which says yeah. so much about their relationship. And that was so passive aggressive, but also like a I don't care anymore. Because mm-hmm. sometimes in relationships, I feel like you know I mean, one of the part like one half of the relationship cares so 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 much and constantly brings things up and, and mm-hmm. is the one that's kind of nagging or bringing up issues the other person is almost relying on that person to bring up those issues and yeah. have that reaction but then here it's kind of like when cindy finally is at the point where she's like i don't really care like you do whatever you want i'm gonna do me mm-hmm. then he's like what and he, now he's like, oh, there's probably a problem. I was going to say, he knows something's wrong, and then he doesn't do anything about it, which yeah. I thought was really funny. So he hangs up the phone, and he's talking to the other accountant, and he's like, did you always know you wanted to be an accountant? Yeah. Which, like, I know is his insecurity over the fact that he and Glenn worked on the literary magazine together, and right. then Glenn went off to be a famous photographer, and he went to be an accountant. But, like, you were a business major at that point. like, Yeah, it's th- not like you is- were destined... Yeah, you weren't destined to go be, if you wanted to be a writer, you You would have been in the English department. You would have gone and been a writer. Like, and I'm sorry, there is nothing wrong with being an accountant and I will fight anyone who says that. Totally agree. All accountants are great, especially adorable aerial accountant. There's no (laughs) accounting for bad taste, Jim. (laughs) Calculator. like jim knows there's a problem and he just goes right back to work and like broods about it like there is no reason 
that at whatever level he was going to be at in his job, he couldn't be like, look, my wife really wants me to be at this thing. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, you know, depending on how close you are to your coworkers, you could be like, look, I just got off the phone with my wife and she is pissed that yeah. I'm not going to be there. So I'm going to go surprise her because this is really important to us. Yeah. Like you, and or you don't need to make excuses for yourself. Just leave. Sometimes True. shit has to be done. I left work in the middle of the day the other day because shit had to be done. When it's like some things can just wait until tomorrow. Like yeah. if it's already past work hours, like how much are you really going to get done that's going to impact the next day? Well, Like you can just push it to the next day. Yeah, like sometimes, you know, again, assuming that he's doing the same kind of accounting that I did, you have a very strict deadline and it is government regulated and you don't sure. get to push that back. But like there's also a limit to how much work you can do if he has been working for 12 hours straight like i firmly believe that your brain starts to kind of like shut down at that point and you can't keep going at that level you yeah. have to take a break no definitely. so again go to the gallery and then when you get home with your wife tonight put in a couple more hours we Done. Almost, we say it like it's salt. so easy <laughs> and it is who would have ever come up with this but instead he doesn't go to the gallery and you know what happens at the gallery they kiss i'm so mad at her man it was crazy though because usually like or at least i was expecting cindy to like push him away and she didn't dude she sunk into that kiss man. oh and they had was that the one where they had the weird like just mouths writhing and back and forth and just like no you're just rubbing your heads together it was like two bobbleheads decided to <laughs> make out both bobbleheads next to each other <laughs> No, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Which yeah, like, that was horrible. It's like what you would expect teenagers to do when yes. they've never had a kiss before. Yeah, I was like, man, you really are acting like, like you only kiss one man in your life. Happening, and then she yeah. goes home, and that's that's the night that she like turns on the music or whatever. Yes, and, sits and he out on gets the home and turns it off. Which okay, apparently everyone in this family just wants to be really obvious with music. Yeah, because the jazz music. Yeah, that's where Brandon where gets Brandon it from. Gets it. <laughs> Well, and then Brandon and Brenda are downstairs and they're just like, she's been playing that music. Like, they know what's going on. Everyone yeah. in this house knows what what it means when you play music. It means you got some. Yep. But they can easily deduce that because Jim was at work, Cindy got some from someone else. It was not an afternoon delight at the office. It, it wasn't was... a nooner. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a nooner. Oh, my God. Brenda's like, what's that? <laughs> he's just like, you know what? Just... Okay. This is the same girl that tried to date a 25-year-old lawyer. <laughs> well, she also didn't know what a black hole was. And got a banana daiquiri. <laughs> Sorry, Brenda. We didn't mean to crap on you this episode. Oh, Brenda, we love you. Come on the show. Brenda, we love you. Come oh, on the Brenda. Show. God, well, you Brandon, just ruined it. You know what, Brandon? I love you, too. Come yeah. on the show. Jason Priestley, we see you. We love you. Independent of Brandon. <laughs> Please never listen to this podcast or you will never come on the show. Yeah. It could be worse. It could be Steve. Oh, I'm so sorry, Steve. <laughs> but you know who we really want? Scott. Scott, please come on the podcast. <laughs> we love you, Scott. Yeah. All right. Okay. So amidst all of this, yes. Brenda and Brandon are doing that twin study. They are. And at first, Brenda's all about it because obviously Brenda wants the money and she actually has an interest in the study. Yeah. And then Brandon's like opposed immediately. Yeah. Well, so like it gets me. I think... I figured it out. Brenda is a people pleaser. Oh, totally. I can identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, this is the first time I was like, oh, I get it. Like, yep. I know she's always wanted to go do things before, but now I, like, get it. Like, yeah. someone asked her to do something, and yes, they offered to pay her, but she's like, oh, you you want me for something, and it's something only I can do because I'm a twin? I'm in. And she, I think she was, like, excited to make someone else happy or, like, excited to, like, 
you know, somebody's asking her specifically to do something. So she's like, yes, 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 please, me. It's attention on me. So yes. Yeah. And then... You know, they offer to pay, and that's when Brandon's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Okay. You said there's money involved? Let's let's backtrack a little bit. Did (laughs) I say I would never want to do this and be a guinea pig? I I I misspoke. I like guinea pigs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had tons of guinea pigs as pets as kids. Yeah, and they show up at... UCLA or something? Was it UCLA? I think it was UCLA. I don't know. We'll say it's UCLA. Doesn't matter. right. But yeah, they show up, and they're like, oh, I don't know where to go. And Brenda's like, I think we're here because one set of twins is there oh my gosh and like, they look is... so creepy well but like like there's not other sets of twins that go to school together and hang out together certainly not looking at them like that yeah they were just well, like okay, staring at them all creepy like the but shining style that's what gets me because brenda and brandon are fraternal so how would you know that they were twins and coming to the study that's a good point yeah so like maybe they were just creeping at every boy girl pair that passed god so creepy but yeah. it kind of gave twins like a weird vibe because yeah. like i'm a twin and granted i'm fraternal so i don't have like the identical you know same dna kind of carbon mm. copy i know some identical twins and like you the, the whole twin thing like it's like well i felt a stomach ache but then my twin was having appendicitis like, i love that's not they said a they, thing i loved that they said they were separated at birth yeah i was like what are you talking like, about what? that's not a thing and the whole card trick thing not a thing no did you ever do twin studies no, but we had enough, like, people around us to know that, like, okay, you guys are way different. Yeah. No, we had, I think there was one pair of twins at my high school that did twin studies, but they were doing, like, a long-term twin study, so oh, it was, like, every yeah. 10 years. Yeah. I think I know two identical twins, and they did go to college together, and they did oh, major yeah. in the same thing. Well, and so one of my coworkers, she's an identical twin, and I've met her, and she's super, super cool. And even though they're basically their, you know, their DNAs are the same, Mm -hmm. they're very, very different. But they were always very, very close. Mm -hmm. They ended up in the same kind of like business, like for their career. Mm -hmm. They went to similar colleges, like things like that. So I do know that identical twins tend to have more similarities because Mm -hmm. they're literally copies of each other. Yeah. But with my sister and I, like we're just very, very different. And a lot of that is a product of, you know, certain Um, medical things because my sister has a physical disability so I'm Mm. sure that impacted certain things that she could do and yeah that's gonna impact your personality just by the sake of like you have to be conscious of what you can and can't do exactly like I don't know that I would have or that she would have necessarily not been as into sports as I am Mm -hmm. but she just physically could not do them yeah whereas I have done sports since I was four Mm -hmm. so it's like it was ingrained in me but there, I would be really interested to do a twin study with my sister and I because we are fraternal, mm-hmm. not because we're identical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would rather find out what our similarities are and where we kind of overlap and, and, and things where like things that. Where things complement each other, kind of how Brenda and Brandon Exactly. I'd be way more interested in that than if we were identical because you, it, it would just be the same. Yeah, because I thought it was really interesting. I wrote down exactly what the leader of the head of the study says Mm -hmm. about them she says that brandon avoids probing beneath the surface and has a tendency to gloss things over with words yep and then brenda is more intuitive she is open but impressionable which is wonderful and it makes me think that that was the casting call oh yeah that has (laughs) to be exactly what they were coming up with because i was like you know this writer amy has only written two of the episodes like maybe she would have had access to the other scripts but she wouldn't have actually gotten to see them acted out that's true like this is pretty on point for something that like you know you probably wrote this script a long time before this actually happened right so i have a fun fact about 
the person who was administering the uh, study. Okay. So immediately I thought she looked familiar, but more than anything else, I thought she sounded familiar. So I looked her up and she's been, I mean, she's been in millions of things. Like she Mm -hmm. has tons of acting credits to her name. She's been mostly in like one episode here and there from a lot of different shows like Rizzoli and Isles and working. Yes. But she's been in Secret and Lies, which was a show on ABC. She's been in Insecure, which is on HBO, which is also a very good show. That show is good. But the one thing that I remember the most, she was in one episode of Gilmore Girls and she was the judge who read out Lorelai's letter on Luke's behalf to get his daughter. Oh. So you know the letter of character, whatever That's it like was? That's like a deep cut. Yep. Oh and my I, gosh. as soon as I heard her voice and saw that acting credit, <laughs> I immediately knew. I was like, That's who she is. So it made me happy because I'm glad that she got that credit in Beverly Hills and then was able to like get so much more work after yeah. that. Because her voice is really awesome. Oh yeah. I really no, liked I, her voice. I was totally cool with it. It's a fun fact. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Yeah. A little fun fact. <laughs> yeah, and but I thought it was funny that they're talking about Brenda and Brandon and how they act like an old married couple, which was kind yeah. of weird to me. I was like, maybe don't say that about a brother about sister. Twins? Yeah. Like specifically twins, but yeah, a brother, brother sister. sister. Like that's not what I want. And then I couldn't unsee it. And unhear it. Yeah. And I was unfeel like, it. Oh, they do just like sit in the car and bicker. Mm-hmm. And like but then always have a resolution mm-hmm. and are always there for each other. Which is nice. But like Yeah, no, I do like that they're always gross. there. That's like a sibling thing. Like yeah. I'm not saying that like my husband wouldn't be there for me, but that in this it's a sibling thing. It's you're more of seeing, a protective nature yeah, thing. Yeah, you're seeing them being brother and sister. Like when they're driving over to Glenn's for the photo shoot that I really don't think they should have gone to. But At like, night? The, every, as they were driving up, like mom pulls in in the station wagon and gets out of the car and like runs into his place and like runs into his arms like, what are we doing? We can't be doing this. Oh my God. And he's like, we've already been having an affair. Yeah. And I wanted so badly for Brandon to be like, hey, Glenn, the door was open. I hope you don't mind. And just like walk in on her. Yes. And I was like waiting for it, waiting for it. And then she walked out the door and I was like, they're not going to know what happened. And then they drove up. And yep. Just, yes. And they still saw her escaping from the mm. house, still not knowing fully, you know, what obviously took place. But, but you can guess because they had just been, you know, trying to have second, like anniversary version two for their parents. And you know, they got into a fight at the table and dad walked away and mom ended up by herself at the table, which like crying. Yeah. That was just like, oh my God, guys. Yeah. Like you don't need more signs. Oh man. Y'all yeah. Need it was to a sit down and have a conversation. Doozy. And like, yeah, they're sitting there arguing in the car of like, no, they're not having an affair. They're not having an affair. And then mom walks out and Brandon's like, she's having an they're affair. They're having an affair. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they probably insinuated that it was like physical mm-hmm. affair but and, and while yes they did have a kiss it was definitely more emotional I was like, technically it was a physical affair like yeah. i feel like yeah technically i would not was. quantify it. like if my yeah. husband kissed another woman i'd be I'd like no nope, nope 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 yep yeah Oof. like i don't i'm not even gonna think about yeah, it yeah i don't want to think about it wouldn't happen and whatever but anyway, <laughs> like yeah and when jim just like glossed over it at the end of the episode i was like all right, fine. Yeah. Like, now we would have words. Same. I mean, I guess, like, I guess I got I got to give a little bit of credit for to Jim for, like, going and confronting the situation. I loved it. I kind of wished he had just, like, ripped that camera out of Glenn's hands and yeah. just broken it. 
And like, he's like, stay away from my wife and stay away from my family. Like, that's good. But why aren't you talking to Cindy about this? Because it mm-hmm. takes two to tango and she's the one leading at this point. Yeah, no, this is a very, um, like, patriarchy-heavy episode of, Definitely. like, Jim is going to handle this with the other man instead of talking to his wife, who yep. is clearly the one he needs to be talking to. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, more proof that their relationship is having issues and they are not having the communication they need to be having. Right. But, yeah, like when it got to that point i was like all right this is true like glenn is the villain he rather Mm -hmm. than go you know try and find a family of his own and build something that means something he is willing to just like find this woman he was already comfortable with woo her with some bullshit stories of like oh it was so great in china that one time (laughs) and then like just spend all of this time trying to convince her to cheat on her husband yep and she has kids she has a family like what is your plan for the kids he probably looks at it the same way Kelly's mom did of like, well, they'll be out of the house in two years. Exactly. Whatever. They don't yeah. exist after they're 18, right? Right. No, they're totally done. They're cooked. They're out of the house. They're ready to go. <laughs> and yet Bye-bye. I don't have to be a stepdad. Mm-hmm. That's what he, I mean, because he's at this point where he's in his 40s, presumably. Yeah. And still single. So he has probably given up the idea of actually having his own biological children. But he's not even thinking about like, Exactly. He's not thinking about what he's going to do to brenda and brandon if he convinces this woman to leave her family Mm -hmm. and the way that they would look at him yeah i mean this would not be a positive relationship in any scope of the imagination Mm. but like okay correct me if i'm wrong we don't see it but they do end up going in and having the photo shoot right we assume i mean okay we have to we don't see it but because i thought it would have been better if they had just not gone but like like, i have to assume or whatever yeah yeah no, I don't think, I don't, I mean, we can assume they did, but also we just, we, we never got confirmation one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, all we really see from that point forward is like, then the conversation of Glenn and Cindy like ending things, which it bothered me. Yeah, it bothered me because like the idea is that Jim went to Glenn, Jim and Glenn had words and then Glenn showed up at his house and Glenn broke it off with Cindy. Exactly. Which I get it because like Jim was the one that confronted him and so kind of put that in motion. Yeah. But Cindy wasn't remorseful about it. She wasn't. I mean, she was like, she was remorseful in the sense that she felt guilty. She was thoughtful about it. Yeah. But like like, she was thinking about it all the time. And then when Jim left in the morning and like put his hand on her arm and he was like, you know, I really, really love you. Yeah. That was where she like really realized the weight of what she did. Right. And she started crying. And that's like, I think it would have been so much better character development and it would have made me hate Cindy so much less if Mm -hmm. she had been the one to be like, we can't do this. I have a family. I have a husband. I have to make it work. Like, I have made a commitment to this man. But he's like, no, here are your photos. You're really beautiful. I'm going to leave. Exactly. So it kind of just really, because it makes it seem like Cindy would have gone through with it Mm -hmm. had he not said anything. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Oh, it made me so mad. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't like Cindy. And then this is kind of completely separate, but maybe to like bring it up on a little higher note. I had a thought of like. Jim doesn't have time to date or sex his wife, but he has time to buy a keyboard. And, like, not know how to play it and then figure out how to play it. Yeah. Yeah, he has time to sit there and practice his keyboard, but, like, can't have an intimate relationship with his wife. But also that's kind of telling because, like, all the while he was trying to figure out that keyboard, his wife and daughter and daughter's friends were downstairs having an emotional moment and trying to talk through crap but that goes back to this like patriarchal like masculine versus feminine thing of like he and brandon were upstairs trying to fix things granted it was a keyboard 
But like he was like, oh, well, the women will go downstairs and have women conversations and then the men will be upstairs and do their thing. And then, yeah, I guess he didn't talk to Cindy at the end of the night being like, oh, how to go with Kelly? How are you? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like maybe the intimacy issues are on Jim a lot more than Cindy and Cindy's just trying to get anything she can. I think the intimacy issues are on both of them for yeah, separate definitely. reasons. Yeah, no, 100%. Like Jim is very much not talking to her yep. and it seems like Cindy realizes it first but she still doesn't do anything about it. Well, and the things that she's trying to do are not necessarily what would be the most productive or the way to get to a solution. Like she's kind of just skirting around things instead of saying, "Here's my issue, here's what's wrong. Let's figure this out." Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's definitely on both of yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's just interesting. I think the the show is almost trying to make Cindy the one that has the most issues. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like you said, it's on both of them and it's both their problems. Yeah, but we've just again, been kind of seeing... builds on that like masculine versus feminine. Yeah. Thing. But to their credit, like, you know, not to Cindy's credit, because Glenn goes to walk away and she goes, Glenn. I know. She calls, calls out to him. So mad. I was like, no, I was already mad that you're not the one stopping this, but you have to like try and call him back. Mm -hmm. But then Jim shows up at the end of the episode and is like, pack your bags. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to give you the attention and the gifts that you want. Yeah. 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 So he he does know her love language. It just takes him a little while, but he's like ready to go. He's like, all right, kids, you guys are going to be alone for a night. We are going to go have a romantic night away. Just the two of us. No work. I'm going to take her out. And it's like, finally. Yeah. Literally. Should like, have done that a week ago. Yeah. Like at if, your anniversary. If that was all it took. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Our anniversary is nine months from now and John and I are already talking yeah. about it. Yeah. We have a wedding to go to on the weekend of our anniversary, but it's in like a Florida town. Mm. So we can just go to the beach and yeah. like have a beach weekend. Yeah. No. We were like, oh, well, you know, if we like can't really do like some big trip like we would always want to because we always talk about that we were like we can at least do like a day trip up to chattanooga right just the two of us we drive up together we have the day like something oh my god why is that so easy yeah exactly it it blows my mind so all in all this one was bad this was a rough one i didn't like this one at all i really didn't like this one and i'm really tempted to give it an f i am too okay (laughs) so let's let's go ahead and start at the beginning so you start at the c uh-huh. Down a letter grade because no Dylan. Right. So it's a D. We're already at a D. Yeah. D for no Dylan. I'm going to bring it down another half a letter grade at least okay. because of Cindy because I think like she didn't actually take that opportunity to redeem herself at the end. She was like calling after Glenn. She didn't break it off with him. She was very much doing like if I ignore it, the problem will go away, which is mm-hmm. exactly how the problem started in the first place. And how it furthers. Yeah. So yeah. half a grade down for Cindy. Okay. Um, I liked the twin study. I thought that was a fun thing to put in, but I don't think it earns them anything. Like, I don't think sure. I'm going to put them up a level because Brandon just got grumpy and he abandoned it in the middle. And it was kind of a parallel between him and Jim. Like, he just got frustrated and then left. Oh, yeah. He has a little bit of a temper. Although he and Brenda did have better conversation between the two of them than Cindy and Jim did. That's true. Which and- I did like. And to further your point of like not really bumping it up a letter grade or a half a point or anything is because we learned something about them that we already knew. Yeah. They just as the characters didn't know it. Yeah. So 
I'm trying to decide if I want to bump it down again because of Jim and go to the full F or if I want to stick a D minus. Um, you know what? I'm not going to because while I think Jim should have talked to his wife about his issues, at least he talked to somebody about his issues mm-hmm. and then made a showing of affection to Cindy at the end of it and like finally gave her that thing that she wanted. Okay. And I just have to assume that because this is a serialized show, we're not going to hear about these problems ever again. And so I'm going to assume that their night away together, they did it a couple times and <laughs> talked about their feelings we before, after, hope. and in between. We can only hope. I can hope. I really do hope because that is a very important part of a relationship. And sure. Jim should know that. Sure. So I'm going to stick with D minus. And I'm going to agree. I was very tempted to give it the F, but I got a my my um upwards I guess grading is actually has it actually has nothing to do with the Palm Springs or wherever they're going vacation. Oh, I didn't even write it down. Yeah, I didn't either. It's not even for that. It's not that they ended up communicating later <clears throat> or whatever it may be. It is simply for that Gilmore Girls character. <laughs> so the reason it's not an F is for a fantastic guest star. Um, so, so D, D minus, minus for fantastic. Yeah, D minus for. <laughs> oh man, can't think of a D word. D What's minus. I love it. Producer Mary <laughs> says delivery of fantastic lines from Gilmore's character. That's right. So we're gonna go with that. That's All what right. we're doing. Okay, D minus all around. D minus all around. All right, what's next? Is it going to be better? It's going to be episode nine. It's called The Gentle Art of Listening, and I actually think it's going to be pretty good. No, okay. I'm producer Mary's shaking her head. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a tough one. So but, far, it doesn't seem like anyone actually listens to each other. So. Oh, good. So The Gentle Art might apply, but we'll find out. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Next week. Bye. I did it quieter this time. (laughs) It's quieter, but not better. (laughs) This has been Back to West Bev. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us. Five stars, please. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back2Podcast or contact us at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O-Podcast at gmail.com.